Welcome back to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast, the Missouri Baptist Foundation. My name is Neil, and I'm your host, and we're in part two of a multi-part series with Richard Baker. And so, Richard, thanks for joining us again here today, and you are our financial expert, if you will, because you come from uh, southwest Missouri. And, no pressure there. And, but yeah. I know, no pressure there. And you come from a place called Galena. Galena. And at Galena, they used to have a real nice pizza place there. They still have that pizza place? Actually, you just insulted me. That's oh, no. In, that's in Reed Springs. Is that in Reed Springs? It's in Reed Springs, oh, my but goodness. yeah. I am yeah, so really. sorry. The only thing we have is a courthouse. A courthouse. The Y Bridge. We got the Y Bridge. Well, that is true. Okay, I got, I got a little confused there here in southwest Missouri. There's a pizza place around there someplace. But you're born and bred in this area, and Absolutely. you kind of have a, and a unique background because you're both a pastor but you're also a financial guidance. What is your title? How do you call yourself? I, I try to, to go with financial stud, but uh, financial but whatever stud. whatever works. Okay. <laughs> I'm a financial advisor. A financial advisor is what I you am. call that. And when you say that, you're not just Billy Bob in the back of his truck no. uh, saying, hey, I got a great stock pick for you. You've got the credentials. Right. You've got the background. You've got all these certifications, these FINRA series, 6 and 4,000 and how right. 2,000. You got everything. I've got all those. Yeah. You got all the stuff that we need. But at the heart of this, you're really a pastor, right? And so we're talking about finances with you. And last uh, time, you said something kind of shocking to me and maybe shocking to our listeners is that, uh, what what did you say when it comes to the money that God has entrusted with us? And you kind of talked about a 10% and a 90%. He absolutely cares about the 90% just as much as the 10%. So I'm not off the hook when I when the preacher's talking to me about giving, 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 and he finally gets ten percent out of me. I'm not done. Right? Absolutely not. Yeah, we just our lifestyle has to be honoring to the Lord every day. I mean, I, I believe with everything in me that every if we still have a breath in our lungs, He has a purpose for us, mm-hmm. and part of that purpose is glorifying Him, being more like Jesus, being more like the Father. And I think part of that is having a lifestyle that honors Him as well, and especially in finances. It is, as you know, it's a big problem with divorce, big problem with, I mean, it's, it's a arrow, and, it, and it's, like Satan uses it as a sword to get in our ribs and just twist it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's hurting the church. He's keeping us from spreading the gospel over our really weakness in finances. And you would you would encourage us that the first 10% is the Lord's? Absolutely. I, I, I wholeheart, I've been tithing since, since college. I've never stopped. And some of those times didn't have a job, had to give offerings, so I understand the difference. And so, absolutely. I don't tithe now. I give a tithe and an offering at mm-hmm. my local church outside of what I support in missions wow. everywhere else. And so we're not talking about that 10%. Not, not that. We're going to talk about the other 90%, right? which is, quote, we think is ours, but it's on loan to us. Absolutely. Everything we have is on loan from the Lord. So the, the Monday through Saturday money. Okay, yeah. so how do we best steward that if we're gonna if we're gonna take that big jump? And for some of us that's listening today, we're probably talking about the ninety five percent, maybe because they haven't quite gotten to the ten percent. So wherever they are, and the Lord understands those things, and sometimes that's a process, probably. And we might want to talk about that another time about tithing and how do you get there? Because I think there's a lot of people who are far from that distance, right. really struggling financially, and they've got more month in the end of the time than they do money when their money right. runs out. Uh, but talk to us then about the 90% or the 95% that we think is ours. It's not ours. It's the Lord's. How do we manage that? How do we best steward? How do we keep, keep from getting into trouble with that? Neil, a struggle for me personally, uh, finances come easy. So a struggle for me is calories. Uh, I have to really watch what I eat. And I, have to, I have to force myself okay. to do it. You said calories. You're calories, like food like calories. Food. Food. Calories. Okay, okay, okay. 
ice cream, whatever it is. Okay. And so I have to. I have to force myself because I will naturally, my natural tendency, my natural cruise control eating-wise is to go over Okay. what I would normally eat. Okay. So I have to have an, an app on my phone, and I track everything I eat so that I know if I get it close to my calories for the day. And okay. I have to pay attention. And I think the same thing with finances for a lot of believers. It's Finances are, are, are easy for me, and calories are difficult. Maybe it's the other way for a lot of people. Mm. They can manage their calories, but they have struggled with their finances. And I think the biggest thing is debt. Okay. Before they can do a lot of great things, before they can save through retirement, before they can invest, before they can do a lot of great things, even for themselves, is first they, they just make some really poor debt decisions. Okay. They just get in out, out of their whack. Okay. And so how do we avoid that? Because you're talking about self-discipline there. You're talking about is it also going to be important to kind of know exactly what we have before right. we can start spending? Are you, Absolutely. You first got to know where you're at. But I, I okay. think the big thing is just first realize that the Lord talks about it. I mean, okay. there's a whole lot of scripture about debt. Okay. I mean, there is you know, 17 of the 38 parables deal with money. I mean, 17 the Lord, of the 30-something parables deal 17 with... of the 38 parables the Lord spoke about were about money. Okay. Um, that's seven times more than he spoke about prayer. And uh, 15% of his recorded words are about money. So he talks a lot about it. Wow. And, and I like the proverb where he talks about, you know, the one, train a child and the way you should go. You know, that one. Right. But what's great is we kind of have those power verses, and that's the power verse of verse 6 in Proverbs 22. But we forget about verse 7. Verse 7 is, and the rich are over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. And so it's interesting. Train a child in the way you should go. We know that one. But the, the one that just sneaks in right behind it is, the rich roll over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. And it's almost like the Holy Spirit saying, train a child so that they don't be indebted to the lender. I mean, it's almost like it puts it together to say, hey, you got problems here. Keep an eye on it. And America's got a mess. I mean, the church is, there's no difference between the church financially and, the, and America. It's the same. We're enslaved to debt. I mean, it, earlier this year, 2000, in, in March of 2018, we had over $20 trillion in debt. That is $63,000 per adult. And, 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 and credit cards, it's, it's so much difficult with credit cards. That's $15,600 in average for people on their credit cards. It's revolving. Is that honoring to the Lord? No, not at all. Is that what he wants us to do? If he was standing beside us, would he say, hey, go ahead and get that extra? No, it's too much debt. And we say today that credit is easier to get, but it's not really credit that's pretty easy. It's actually debt that's pretty easy. Debt that's it? easy. Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, it's just debt. I mean, it's just ugly, flat-out debt. Because I grew up in a time where, you know, you wanted to have a good credit score, and you had to start off to in order to somebody to trust you with credit. It was a big deal back many years ago now, right. getting further and further, that I know that we had lots of conversations and and I got put on my parents' account so that I could have a credit history and a credit score and those right. kind of things. And now that's not even an issue hardly, is it? Just because you have the credit available doesn't mean you use it. Mm. I, I have two credit cards in my wallet right now, and if I max those out, I could buy a house. But mm. it doesn't mean I do. I pay them off every month. Mm. It, it, just because we have access to it doesn't mean we use it. And, and I think it's a fundamental problem with, with the the believers in the church first be tithing. We'll, we'll get to that, but but you really, really need to make good spending decisions. I, I think you made some statements. When you spend more than you make in a month, you make some statements to the Lord, and almost angrily holding your fist up to the Lord, and you're almost making the assumption that you need more 
than what God has provided for you. Mm. I mean, it's, uh, it's terrible. But when we go into debt and spend more than we've already made, we're telling the Lord we're giving, we need more than what he's given us. Another yep. statement we're making to him is that we know better what to do with our finances than he does. We need more stuff than he's provided resources for. We need a different level of life than he has assigned us to or given us opportunity to. Another statement is that he has failed to take care of us, and we've got to take matters into our own hands. Mm. You know, this mindset is a problem. That, that is a mindset that's a problem for every American, but especially for believers who have a Lord and Savior who's over every aspect of their life. But I don't know that the average person is thinking those thoughts no, they're not. when they do those things. No, they, they're just in the moment and they're just doing it. Because they will see something they want. And, and you and I remember that you had to pull the money out and you had to right. count the money out. And that's a painful thing to see money slide exactly. out. Then we started moving to this check thing and we had to write out an amount. Right. And then I remember the, then you, all you had to do was sign your check and they would fill in the rest yeah, of yeah, it. Run it through. You remember right. that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it's, you know, you got to at least swipe it so that you see it. But now with our phones. I just tap my phone. And it, it doesn't even feel like anything mm-hmm. happens. But what you're saying is that when you're making those kind of statements, though you may not realize what you're saying to the Lord, you're making some clear statements. You're making some clear statements. Him. Yes. Now, are you saying that all debt in every circumstance is a bad thing? Absolutely not. I mean, there you've got to understand good debt and bad debt. Okay. Debt that enables is good. Okay. Debt that is restricting and holds you back is bad. Debt, I mean, I love Table Rock Lake. So if you're going to have an anchor, it's going to take you to the bottom of the lake. Right. If you use a sail, it's going to take you across the top of it. And there's a difference. I think that homes, I, I don't mind churches or individuals borrowing on their house. I okay. think that's good, especially as long as you can write off the debt. I think that's terrific. I, I don't mind that. Live with If you can afford a $200,000 house, live in a $180,000, $150,000 house. Live below your means, but I don't mind borrowing against a house. Okay. I don't mind borrowing against businesses. Okay. An asset that, if you can't write it off, at least slowly depreciates, and it enables you to have an income. I don't mind that. Okay. But to borrow on cars, but to borrow on stuff, on on computers or jewelry or clothes or whatever. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. From a, a financial Lord, perspective. From a financial perspective or a biblical perspective. Is that what the Lord wants? Did he provide that for you? No. Because there is a difference in something that is an asset and in something that's a consumable. Right. And, a, and an asset is something that, that is at least going to maintain its value over time. Right. And a consumable is something that's going to go down in time like a car unless you hold it you know, for 40 years and it's an extraordinary car, extraordinary make, and those kinds of things. But you're not opposed to all debt, but you are opposed with debt that is making a statement to the Lord that we don't have enough, he hasn't provided enough, I should be living like that person over there. We see the disciples fighting about that all the time in the New Testament, don't right. we? Who's going to sit on the right-hand side? I mean, yeah, and it's... it's Nothing's changed. I deserve this. I should have that. That person doesn't get it. They don't deserve all those things. And so debt is a big problem. What else about debt is a, is a challenge for us, do you, you think? You know, I think there's just consequences with it. Okay. And, and, so then, and then we get angry. It affects our relationship with the Lord. And, and there's pastors who are struggling with it. But in our churches, people are struggling with it. Why did the Lord allow me to have bankruptcy? Why did the Lord allow me to whatever? Mm. And the Lord's got his hands up going, I didn't co-sign that note. Mm. I mean, he, he didn't agree to that. I mean, he didn't agree to that Lexus. He didn't agree to that boat. He didn't agree to those stuff. He's going to provide for us, but the extras, that's on us. And there's consequences. I mean, there's, 
there's things we all know about being upside down. You know, when, when we are overburdened with debt, we can get up, upside down. So basically what that means in, in the financial world is, is when your value of whatever you've got is, is worth less than what you owe on it. So if you owe on a car and it, it, it's worth $8,000, you owe $12,000, you are upside down. If you sell it, you wreck it, you're in the hole. And, and a lot and of people don't realize that on their cars, that even though you wreck the car, the insurance may not pay you the yeah, full price. They're going to give you the value of it. And the owner of the rest of the car still expects to get paid whether Absolutely. the car runs or not. And then worse, they'll roll that debt into the next car. So they'll buy another car for $20,000, and then they'll put the debt that they didn't pay on the other one, so they'll have $24,000 debt on a $20,000 But are car. you talking about people as we sit here, Richard? Because as people are listening, we're going to have a wide variety of people who are listening. And some people are making six figures on income. Some people are making barely five figures on the income. Is the trap the same or is the trap different? Trap is exactly the same. Really? Yeah, no difference. And we want to say, well, it's just people who are, you know, struggling, who are below minimum wage, low. It's not, it's the same. I I have dentists and doctors and uh, lawyers who are overwhelmed with debt. I had a, I had a, a dentist who was a client of mine, he, he made $140,000 a year, and he had $90,000 in credit card debt. I mean, it's every level. It's the, the people in the lower sales. It, it's not how much you make. It's how much you spend. Mm. It's just like my calories. It doesn't matter how big I am. I have to put in less than what I'm taking out. I mean, it's just you got to manage it. And it doesn't get any easier then, in fact, because... If you're in a certain um, lifestyle pattern, and because you look around and your peers are different in each one of those environments, and so right. a dentist is going to have different peers right. uh, than than I will or somebody else might, and I want to somehow I've got this desire to keep up with the people that I look around, and we look at around typically at the people who have more than what I have rather than less than what I have, don't we? I learned years ago when I was a regional banker that. What somebody has in their checking account is no reference to actually what they actually have. <laughs> Just because it looks like somebody's wealthy or looks like it doesn't mean they've really got it. They may be in debt up to their eyeballs. And what the Lord wants is for us to be free. I mean, imagine the people who are listening to this right now. If they didn't have the worry of debt that they have right now, right now, they have, without even describing it, they have worries about finances. That if they get sick, they get hurt, or they miss two weeks of work, they're, they're, they're up a creek without a paddle. They're struggling. So how do we get out of that? Maybe maybe a person's sitting there and they're listening to all of this towards the end of this podcast and they're going, okay, you got me. You're right. I should be doing better that 90%. How do I get out of that? Do I just yeah, go I mean, get a get the bankruptcy filed for me and then I can start all over yeah. again? It's easy out. And Yeah, I, I believe, first of all, believers can't file bankruptcy. Wow. I, I think once we commit our witnesses on the line that if we have committed to pay for something, we need to pay for it. Wow. So that may be a difficult few years ahead, but we've got to work our way out of it. I think Proverbs tells us the first thing. There's a lot of smart stuff there. And okay. Proverbs 27, 23 says, be sure to know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. I think, first of all, you need to figure out where you're at. Okay. Do a budget. Figure out how much debt, how much income, where am I at? And absolutely figure out a budget down to the month of how much you're spending and make sure you're spending less than what you're bringing in. Because you, you may to. think that you're doing yeah. okay, but you're really not. That money has a way of going out, doesn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, because you can't tell anymore. It's so easy just to, just to spend it. Wow. It's interesting to say with credit cards that if somebody who is using cash, the person who's spending credit card in the same store, same like, same purchases, will spend 26% more 
on their credit card because they can't feel the pain. 26%. 26% more. And so you've got to just pull back and say, okay, where am I at? And find out how much money is going out. What are my bills? What are my, and then you may have to make some difficult decisions. Some of those may be downsizing your house, maybe downsizing your car, lowering your lifestyle to meet, basically act your wage, not your age. Act your wage. Wow. Well, I hope that uh, as a person is listening to this, that they are encouraged because uh, we've raised kind of a, a major problem out there. Maybe we didn't think it was a problem, but how are we managing the 90% is kind of what we might be calling this podcast, managing the 90%, and debt is one of those things that will trip us up quickly and affect all of our relationships, including our relationship with the Lord. And I think it's fixable. I'll just say there's very few situations I've seen that's not been fixable if they're willing to make the corrective measures. So you can do it. It may not be the lifestyle you want. It may be painful. It may be financial exercise. You may do stuff that's not fun, but you can work your way out of it. Don't give up. The Lord is with you. You can do it. Get help. Get somebody to walk through who's financially astute, maybe a mentor, but find someone and make the decisions to spend less. Wow. Richard, thanks for sharing those thoughts with us today. You've been listening to Foundational Thoughts, the podcast of the Missouri Baptist Foundation. 